Welcome to Curiosity Taught the Cat, the podcast where we take animals you see every day, animals you've heard of, and animals you didn't know existed, and break them down in a single episode. Our goal as animal lovers is to spread knowledge and awareness about the creatures we share this floating rock with. We hope you learn something new. Hello and welcome to Curiosity Taught the Cat. I'm Jack. I'm Julia. I'm Colton. And Julia, what are we talking about today? Today we are talking about the satanic leaf-tailed gecko, uh, which has a different different names. Another one is called the eyelash leaf-tailed gecko and the fantastic leaf-tailed gecko. Um, and just general appearance-wise, um, it does differ in appearance. Um, it's called a leaf-tailed gecko because when you look at it, it looks like a leaf. Its main cause is to blend into its environment. So it goes anywhere from, you know, brownie colors to even, like, darker reds and yellows. And uh, the appearance just kind of differs based on where it's at in its environment. The satanic leaf-tailed gecko actually got its name from its pretty unique appearances. As we already mentioned, it has a deep camouflage of a, like a decaying leaf that make, helps it blend out the environment. But it has that so much so that it even has the points that come off of its head and body that make it look spiky and give it a very aggressive looking appearance to the what we would consider a small animal. Yeah, and then also you look if you look at like its eyes and its mouth, both are kind of like more like reddish hue. So its its mouth especially is a very like red color. And then its eyes are what would I would call almost call like almost like a not naturally occurring sort of eye color. So the the satanic leaf-tailed gecko is only found in one place, and that is Madagascar. Uh, and it is not found all over Madagascar. It's just random little pockets of forest where it is found. Uh, so you will not find this anywhere else. There are other leaf-tailed geckos around the world, but the satanic leaf-tailed gecko specifically is only uh, it's endemic to Madagascar. And their general size, they don't grow very big. Um, on average, they're in between like four to seven inches with some that can grow as long as a foot. Um, but that's very rare. And that total length, its tail takes up almost half of that length. So, you know, it has, um, you know, relatively, I guess, general lizard size. It's nothing huge. Um, and they only weigh up to an ounce. So, I mean, they're extremely light creatures as well. The leaf-tailed gecko is an insectivore, meaning its primary diet is all insects. Usually insects around the size of things like crickets and moths and stuff like that. But generally anything that's small enough that can fit in its mouth that crosses its path, they've been known to try and go for. I did see that I thought was really interesting the way it was put is a satanic leaf-tailed gecko will eat anything it can, quote, overwhelm. So, and in captivity is where this has mainly been seen, where... It has been documented where they've eaten mice or other smaller lizards and reptiles. So uh, they are very opportunistic. Obviously, the main diet is going to be insects because that's the most widely abundant food source. But they are very opportunistic. If something is small enough and they're hungry, that's food. And then just jumping into um, their reproduction, we don't know too much about it, but there is some stuff that we do know. Um, the male actually does, it gets this bulge at the base of its tail when it's ready to reproduce. 
Um, and when they actually begin to mate, the male will do what's called a little neck bite on the female. Um, and it's estimated or we, we guess that it's because males only do this. So they're making sure that it's not two males trying to mate, which obviously can't happen. Mm-hmm. So just a little fun fact for that there. So when a satanic leaf-tailed gecko, when the female decides to lay eggs, she lays two eggs at a time. Um, they're just small little spherical eggs, and she likes to hide them under leaves on the ground um, just to keep them safe and keep them hidden there. The The eggs usually incubate for about 60 to 70 days, so about two months, a little, a little longer than two months, and they hatch fully developed. Uh, if you'll remember, uh, Colton brought up this word before, the word's precocial. So they they are already fully independent at birth. The parents do not need to stick around and help them. They can lay the eggs, make sure they hatch, and basically be done with it. And... While we're talking about, like, the reproduction and when it talks about predators and their defense, we already talked about their camouflage. They use it in multiple ways. One is obviously to hunt. When they blend into the background, it's easy for prey to come up to them without seeing them. Another one is used for predators and hiding from predators. Um, If their camouflage doesn't work, they do have a couple of, like, backups, I guess. Um, One thing that they do is they flatten themselves to the ground to make sure that they don't have a large shadow and appear like um, basically like food. Um, and then another one is they can actually detach their tail in times of trouble. So if a predator um, has a hold of them and has a hold of its tail, it can actually detach it from its body in order to run away. And then we mentioned earlier their mouth inside is a very vivid bright red and sometimes it'll try to scare off predators by opening its mouth and literally screaming. So that's fun to think about. The leaf-tailed gecko is actually like primary home is in forests. So it means it's living in trees almost its entire life, which makes it a very good climber. This is due to the fact they have very unique pads on their feet that allow them to grip onto the size of the bark of trees and other objects very well. And that's why they are so nimble and hard to get a hold of for predators. Hence why they've also evolved to look like a leaf, being that that is their main home. Yep. And one really cool thing that they can do with their pads, and people may have seen this from geckos in captivity, uh, whether they be at-home pets or, like, in a zoo, the pads are so sticky, they can even stick to glass. Something that we would look at as a very flat, like, uh, smooth surface, their pads are so sticky, they're able to cling to glass. And while we're on the topic, their natural predators, they don't have a lot. Um, It's mostly snakes, large birds of prey, and I also saw rats as one of them. Mm -hmm. That's their main natural predators, but their biggest threat, as usual when we talked about this, is habitat loss and illegal trade. A lot of people catch them and sell them on the open market, even though it's not legal, and people want them as pets, even though they also don't make very good pets because they are very aggressive. And as far as their population goes, as far as being endangered... And something called the Sites Appendix. It's a something that was created to gauge the trade of illegal trade of animals. These animals fall on Appendix Two level, meaning that they are not currently endangered due to the illegal trade. But if it continues, that their populations very well could get into the endangered range just from illegal trade. And they are such a rare sighting for most people because, like we said, they live in Madagascar. That is the only place they are found. And speaking as Americans, I don't know of it in any other case in other countries, but there are only seven zoos in America that have satanic leaf-tailed geckos part of their um, 
all part of the animals they have there. So the the odds of you probably actually seeing one are probably very little. Uh, so just trying to raise awareness that these creatures are out there and they do exist. And just a fun fact real quick. I'm sure some people have seen this in like movies and cartoons. I know I have, but geckos actually have no eyelids. So what they will do is they will clean their eyes with their tongue, and it's a long tongue. Um, like I said, I've seen it in like cartoons and movies before, but it is true. They have to clean it with their tongue. And then another fun fact is that male geckos, um, they're very aggressive towards each other. Um, they will get in what's called bite fights, which is exactly how it sounds. They just bite each other back and forth. It's mostly due to like territory and mating, but sometimes they just do it because they can. Like I said, they're mean, they're aggressive, um, even for such small reptiles. And the satanic leaf-tailed gecko actually has a form of sexual dimorphism. And I don't know if we've ever mentioned that term before, if other people have heard it. So the idea of sexual dimorphism is where between sexes, you can actually see a difference. Like there is actual physical difference. For the most part in most animals, that tends to be size. Sexual dimorphism size is probably the biggest one. Uh, With satanic leaf-tailed geckos, one of the big sexual dimorphism things that we can see is their tails look like leaves. Both genders, they all look like leaves. But then the male satanic leaf geckos, for whatever reason, have notches in their tails to make it look more like a dead, decaying leaf. For some reason, the females don't really have this, uh, so it's an easy way to help identify if the gecko is male or female. A pretty cool fact about the satanic leaf-tailed gecko is its scientific name is Europlatus fantasticus. Now, the first part of its name, Europlatus, is actually referring to its leaf shape, Euro and platus, and it breaks down into the Latin words meaning tail and flat. And fantasticus literally translates to imaginary because of its so fantastical-looking appearance of being like a leaf and it has all the colors and the fact that it opens its mouth and how aggressive it is. The the, uh, man who discovered the satanic leaf-tailed gecko in his findings described it as a mythical-type creature. He couldn't believe that it existed. Another fun fact that I have is um, with their mating behavior... Um, when they're actually mating, the female will sometimes like thrash her head back and forth in short bursts. And we don't know exactly why, but a good guess is because she's trying to find a mate that's strong enough, I guess, to mate with her. And so she'll do these little tests, and if the mate is not strong enough, she will literally just leave. Thanks for listening. I think that's all we have on this gecko today. Make sure to tune in to next week where we'll be talking about the goblin shark. And don't forget to follow us on all our socials for all updates, which you can find in the description below. I'd also like to thank my friend, the musical artist known as Shades, for creating this amazing intro and outro for this podcast. I highly recommend checking out his other work.